December 6, 2017, it's a Watt from Pedro show.
Why for Pedro Show? Hey, brother, man. Hey, how's it going? Glad to be aboard. Yeah, we're not on fire. Yeah, we're not on fire. California, uh, SoCal. I guess a couple weeks ago it was NorCal. Yeah, yeah. It was getting hit. California is the rain. Uh, The rain thing. Uh, We started off with Focus on Sanity, John Coltrane. And then something from our uh, guest, from uh, engineers in Estonia, their Skype creation. Uh, We're talking... uh, to Brooklyn, right? Delicate Steve? That's correct. And Brother Matt actually got to see you. Yeah. You guys uh, played with us. Here in no, Pedro. With you here in Pedro. About one month, a little over a month ago. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Was that your first time in Pedro? That was my first time in Pedro. Cool. Did oh. you get to hang out or did you just kind of do the show and boogie? We went to the, what's that bar in the corner that I heard you play at from time to time? Harold's Place? Maybe it's like a, there's like a stage when you walk in on the right, maybe like a pool table. That sounds possibly oh, Harold's Place. Godmothers. <laughs> Godmothers. Godmothers. Yeah, okay, downtown Pedro. Uh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, yeah, it's been there. It's an institution. Mm. That's on 7th Street. And uh, Harold's on Pacific at 19th. I played a lot more. A couple of Pedro's finer establishments. <laughs> so so th- you did get to check out that a little bit after. Check that out. Basically, next morning got some gas and got out of town. But uh, I did meet a, uh, a homeless man at the gas station while I was throwing some stuff out of my van. And... Uh, Somebody left a half, half open, uh, half drinking uh, can of, of ginger ale in there, and I put it on top of the garbage. And uh, he grabbed it and he took a sip, and he was like, "I haven't had." He's like, "Ginger ale." I was like, "I haven't had this in thirty-five years." Scored. And uh, I don't know. I'll probably always remember that. Just he was pretty excited to have some ginger ale. Well, thank you much for helping him out. Yeah, it was his birthday, I think, like the week before, so I got him a little birthday drink as as Pepsi as per his request. Bonus. Gas station. So that was my time in Pedro. Okay. Memorable. Very memorable. (laughs) Definitely. But you probably didn't have ginger ale at Godmother's. Did not have ginger ale. I don't don't think I've ever had ginger ale. (laughs) Can you tell me this? Can you tell me your earliest musical memory? Uh, 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 these are probably all around the same time, but I remember uh, getting uh, going with my dad um, to get groceries one night as a little kid. I don't even remember how old I was. but uh, Where was this? This was in New Jersey, northwestern New Jersey, where I grew up in Sussex County. You ever um, notice that New Jersey looks a little like California, but flipped over on the other side, way <laughs> tinier? Yeah. And it's more beautiful. Uh, I don't know, yeah. Well, I guess it's... No, it's a garden state. I think it's beautiful. I mean, there's that one area by uh, New York City, so everybody has this uh, image, huh? 
mm-hmm. and industrial, and, but it's actually very, very pretty. I like it a lot. Really. So you and your yeah. pop were getting groceries, and what, you were in the car, you heard the radio, or? Card and tape, and and I, it must have been, it must have been like a children's cover, but it was Yellow Submarine. Okay. Um, and I think that's one of the first songs that I remember hearing. I don't, I just have that memory. I don't know how old I was or... That's okay. What about yeah. in the pad? Was, it, was there music in your pad that your parents played, the brothers or sisters? I took piano lessons. There was a piano there. We didn't really listen to much. There wasn't like a lot of music playing in the house growing up. But there was uh, a piano and they got your lessons? There was a piano. I took piano lessons growing up and uh, I, I didn't like it until I could, until I learned how to play... Uh, Benny and the Jets from my piano teacher. <laughs> yeah. uh, I remember uh, learning that bass line. I remember learning that bass line. And go, wow, this is Econo. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. <laughs> it is pretty Econo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. What's, is that, that Yellow Brick Road? What's that? Yellow Brick Road. Goodbye, Yellow Brick. That's another good one. No, but I think it's a double album. I think that they're they're all on there. Oh, oh, right, right. Yes, it's on Goodbye Elbrick Road. Yeah. Marilyn Monroe. And, uh, I remember he had a Dodger suit in the sequence. Yeah. He played Dodger Stadium. Mm-hmm. He was he a was big mm-hmm. deal. Oh, man. He actually came on stage at a Stooges gig oh. in a gorilla suit. Wow. And, uh, James Williamson says he almost hit him with his guitar. He didn't know who he was. <laughs> no way. If he too way. Okay, so uh, when I saw you at the beginning uh, a month ago. You yeah. were playing piano. When did you move to the guitar? I switched. I my grandma got me like a toy guitar, um, and it was a plastic thing with I think you know like little plastic strings on it. And I would just fly around. Um, what's that? Like fishing line. The strings are like yeah, fishing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I would just bang around on that thing and slide around the ground and then, you know, one year for Christmas I got a little acoustic guitar and then and then it all sort of started from there um, where I I don't know, I just felt like I could I felt interested enough in the instrument to want to progress you know, by my by myself instead yeah. of waiting for, uh, you know, like teeth lessons and stuff and yeah You know, uh, any of the Jets I wanted to ask you, what was, was the first record you bought? Was it an Elton John record? Whew, first record I bought, you know, I'm from I'm from this generation of uh, getting some magazine, I remember, and there was like a, it was like a CD, CD monthly club or whatever, so you could, it was like five, five 12 CDs for the price of one. Sure. <laughs> and then every month afterwards, you know, you, you'll buy, they mail you a CD for, you know, like twelve ninety nine or something. Um, yeah, they had those with vinyl. Mm-hmm. And the 8-tracks, okay. too. I mm-hmm. belonged to an 8-track. <laughs> I think it was called Columbia House. Oh, right. Yeah. I think that yeah. was... Or, <laughs> Some shit that was, like that. Yeah, yeah, K-Tel. Yeah, K-Tel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but to, either you sent them back or you'd have to pay for them. Right. Right. Right, right. Okay. Uh, what about uh, at school? Did you play in school like the band I didn't play in school I was in you know I was in uh, 
I got interested in in like uh, recording and and uh, that side of the the music um, making process around the time in high school and so like I, I grew up sort of playing guitar in my room to like whatever Neil Young you know just banging away by myself to with the speakers on you know and um, and then I would also uh, go out and see local live music and get in touch with the bands that I liked and told them you know I got a I got a little home studio which was basically like the the room above the garage at my parents' house and um, you know I had a couple microphones so I would get bands to come over and um, record and that's how I met a lot of my friends I'd always connect with one or two people in the band maybe more than others and from there I joined a band actually um, that was getting rid of their guitar player that was like you know my favorite band growing growing up and going to see them um, and I didn't think I'd ever get a chance to play with them and then we started playing together and that's sort of why I didn't go to college was because we got some record deal from Warner Brothers when we were like 19 and you know uh, classic story of just we made some record and it got shelved never came out and the band like ultimately broke up what was this band called? it was called Baller Banks Baller Banks yeah well I want to play something from Delicate Steve called Cartoon Rock Let's do it
Pedro Show. That's Cartoon Rock from Delicate Steve. After that, Ding Dong from the Fofokio Band. Fofico. From Cyprus. Fofico Band. Hope I'm saying that right. Then Open Minds, Open Minds from Maya and Revolutionary Hell, yeah. Two weeks from tonight, get to play with them in the city. For my 60 Oh, days. right, yeah, cool. And now Tom Watson's coming with us. Bitchin'. So we're going to be a forfeit. Be partnering up with uh, Richard, Richard the fucking Bonnie. Yeah, he says, how about me in the boat? <laughs> yeah, I asked Pete and Jerry. They said, yeah. Cool. Okay. Be a rep- Richard Bonnie country, huh? Yeah, he asked us to conquer this pad. Bitchin'. Jesse's roommate. I got to behave myself. <laughs> um, theme from Star Trek, the original. Petra Hayden. Cool. Acapella. Uh, Spot now, Sheboygan. Sweet. We found plutonium. We just had Spots here on the show Sunday. In fact, he's flying back to Sheboygan today. Uh, thank you, Spotsky. Fire con Dios. Yeah. Then Pile with Grunt Like a Pig and Sterile Jets out of Long Beach with Free Pork Boogie. But they spell Boogie Trippy. B O U G I E. Boogie? Uh. And then Dappy, something live from Mini Kumari and Mr. Shimmy. And finally, Delicate Steve with the Cowboy Stories. Okay, so after that, uh, uh, your story, Delicate Steve, with uh, the, the uh, Baller Banks and 
the, the shelved album. What would you do after that? After that, I, uh, I sort of didn't know what to do for a couple of years, and I tried to get some of the guys that were in the band to make some music. Um, you know, I, I'm, I've always been a guitar player, and I guess whatever you call a producer or engineer, um, but never a singer. So I, I thought my ticket to getting to play on tour and be in a band was to you know, pair up with one of my buddies. And I had quite a few in New Jersey of, of uh, guys that were really good at uh, writing songs and great singers. And, um, you know, I was trying to trying to hook up with those guys and, you know, help make the album. And um, things, things never took off. And I ended up trying to uh, take a road trip around the country and figure out if I was going to move out of New Jersey because for whatever reason I didn't like New York City when I was uh, when I was growing up and uh, so I went all around the country met a lot of great people and had thought I had a couple spots where I wanted to move where I was pretty set on moving and then I got back to New Jersey and I was like wow it's really nice here and uh, I sort of fell in love with New Jersey for the first time where I live in, in rural like you know, it's just farmland out there. Um, and then I decided to sort of start up my own little record label, Artist Collective, with all my friends. And I would record their albums, and we'd get guys together to be the rhythm section for, for you know, everyone's, everyone's record. And we would self-release the stuff and, um, you know, play local shows as a collective where we'd play, play songs from, from everybody's records. And sort of from that, uh, I got inspired to, to just be like, well, you know, I'm going to make my own little thing. Like, you know, if you want to listen to the singers, you can. I'm gonna, I'm just going to make an album because I, I don't need to find a record label. I can put it out myself. And sort of that's where Delegate Steve came from, um, was sort of out of this local uh, collective in New Jersey. And, um, yeah, I just made a record at home. And I self-released it, and we played some shows, started playing New York City a little bit, and I think through a friend of a friend, we got hooked up with uh, the Bop, um, this guy, Yale, who worked at that label. That was David Byrne's label. Um, and I, I sent this album out to all these labels. Um, I didn't pick Lawakabop originally because they had the Shug Yotis record and I was like, there's no way in hell like this album is going to come out on, on Lawakabop. And I remember just not even bothering to send it to them. And then, you know, a year later I was talking with, uh, with Yale at the label and they decided to put it out. And, um, yeah, that was like maybe 2011 or 2012 and I've just been sort of keep, keeping, uh, keeping this band going uh, for the past five five years or so, and doing a bunch of other musical things, and that's sort of like the uh, the abridged version of the story right there. You know, you said rural New Jersey, western. Is that near Lambertville? I think Lambertville is south of me, but but about as far west. I'm, I'm I think I'm I think I'm about an hour north of that. I'm like uh, Delaware Water Gap. Um, the reason, I, the reason I mentioned Lambertville because Bob Lee, oh, black cane <laughs> drummer, is from Lambertville, and one time I coughed him. 
I'm cold. <laughs> and I woke up early in the morning, and I saw wild turkeys outside running around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big guys. <laughs> That's the zone up there. You catch it, some deer, you see it, some, some bear. Yeah. It was... New I didn't Jersey. think it was that cool, bro. Never imagined New Jersey like that. that road trip, I realized how special the whole place was. Yeah, sometimes it takes something like that. So, for example, the, this re- the, this record you're talking about. Yeah. <coughs> You've made a couple since, though. Yeah. I've made two two more after that first one. Okay. For example, uh, like Welcome Begin, that was from the first one, but but, but Cowboy Stories, Cow- Cartoon yeah. Rock, yeah. Those are from Cowboy Stories, there's this little EP thing I put out this fall that's got four songs on it, and... and so that's the most recent. That's the most recent thing, and then um, Cartoon Rock is from an album that I put out in January of this year on Anti... Um, called This Is Steve, and that's the most recent Delegate Steve album. Yeah, you know uh, Evan Taylor, huh? I do, yeah. Because <laughs> he wrote me about you when he found yeah. out that we played together. Yeah, he, I, I remember when I first met him, he told me that. Because um, we sort of got hooked up through, I think it was a Standing Rock Benefit show. Um with uh, Kip Malone from TV on the radio and Holly Miranda and my friend Jared Samuel and, and, and Jared asked me to play in this band and Evan was playing drums and so it was sort of like meeting up. We all sort of met each other at the, all all together for the first time at this rehearsal and yeah, since since seeing Evan around and played with him a bit and it was funny to finally meet you because I feel like I had that connection with him and well, you also told me about the gig at uh, Redfish with the book release. My what was pic- that? My book release, my picture book release. You Wait, that, that yeah. might have been. Was that some? Was that Jeremy from my bandmate or no? No, you I, told me that we did something together, some kind of. Oh no, it was with us. It was uh, that uh, Michael Azarad. That's what it was. Uh, yeah, it could be your life. Totally. And I couldn't be there, so you took my place. I took your place. I tried. No. <laughs> I uh, I actually I, I remember a month before the show, I really I was really into like uh, bike riding in New Jersey because it's just really beautiful roads, and and I went down to like uh, fix something on my tire. It was a pretty stupid move while I was like riding, and uh, down went crazy. <laughs> That's it. Down went Frazier. You got your fingers in the spokes. My finger went in the spokes, and it was my uh, my index finger on my left hand. Ooh. And I remember just coming home and icing it, and you know, being like, "Shit, all right, I got, I got, uh, I got plenty of time. Like this will, this will heal. It really hurt, but uh, but like whatever." And a couple weeks before the show. Uh, and a week before the show, and a couple days before the show, it's like it's still not healed. So I had to learn history lesson, and uh, this ain't no picnic, and um, Jesus and tequila with uh, with the with 
my second, third, and fourth finger doing all those chords. And like, my first finger was just stuck up in the hair with a bandage on it. Yeah, reverse Django. <laughs> we're, at the end of, reverse Django Reinhardt. we're at the end of the yeah. first hour. December exactly. 6, 2017, Dish Wap Pigo Show. Brother Matt here and Delicate Steve, our guest. Hold tight for hour two. December 6, 2017, it's the second hour of the Watford Pedro Show.
Watch the Pedro Show. Start off the second hour with big time receiver, Delicate Steve. You want to tell us about that tune? Uh, I don't know what to tell you about that tune. I don't know what to tell you about half my tune. You don't have to. You don't have to. Yeah. Because I asked I, you a question. You know, I didn't yeah. say tell me. I said, do you want to tell me? Yeah. I don't, I, so, that, those early tunes, and I think my whole creative process with Delicate Steve is, uh, I don't, I just get around a bunch of musical instruments and a recording device, and as soon as I'm on an instrument, you know, and I have a chord sequence down or something, I just push record, and uh, so a lot of times at the end of the day, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what, it's just sort of like a feeling, I guess, all the songs, um, you know, you don't know where they excited to, uh, to stumble on some, you know, some music. Does the title come last? Not always, but I think this one came last. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I don't even know what it means. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's okay. The way yeah. We heard the pollution... With uh, doing Hawkwind, standing at the edge, pollution is going to open up for the second end, being the second end Friday in Denver, second year in a row. Uh, Doug Kaufman's having us aboard. Cool. Two December gigs in Denver. Very cool. Lions Lair Lounge on Koufax. That's a real main drag there. And so Friday, the pollution opened up, and then we heard the Ghoulies, nervous man in a four-dollar room. They're going to open up for Saturday. We'll come back Sunday. Four dollar rule would make you nervous. <laughs> Sputnik Trio after that with Dire Threat. Hidden Rifles. There's Wasco. Wasco. Across the neighborhoods. Yeah, I'm on base there in some New York guys. That's a record uh, where I never met anybody. I just played the bass and uh, flowed the tracks. So I don't know where any of those titles come from either. Delicate Steve. Yeah. Tugboat Country with Stand Up and then Delicate Steve with Many Moods. You probably were in a kind of mood <laughs> at that time. What's that? You were probably having some kind of mood when you did that. That's a, that's a that's a good observation right there. I, I hope I was, or otherwise I just pulled that one out of my... Out of my, uh, out of my, uh, you know what? But, uh, no, I uh, that one, that that was a track that. Uh, have you ever heard of or played with a drummer by the name of Zach Hill? I've, I've shared Bill. Yeah, it was with the Hella. Hella, yeah, totally. So there was a two-man Hella, and then there was like a five or six-man Hella. Right. Yeah, I, I met him in New York uh, six or so years ago, and I was a fan, and I think we had a friend in common, and we, and we just got to talking, and I I, uh, I said I'd love it if, if, uh, if we ever had a chance to collaborate on something, and he said, yeah, man, just email me, you know, if you got a track or, you know, let's make something happen, and I got home and I emailed him this song, that I had pretty much made and put some drums on it that were way different um, and sort of just a whole different vibe of the track. And I muted the drums and just sent him the, the file. 
of the track, and he came back with that with you know within a day of his drum part, which is like insane. I don't even know how to. I didn't know how to count it at some parts too, because towards the end he starts doing this crazy thing where he, like the snare is like off a sixteenth note or something. And I thought that I thought that he had like sent me the track from the wrong timing, um, and it sort of blew my mind. But uh, it was on yeah, purpose. So, yeah, he made an album with a friend of mine, uh, Nick Reinhardt. Oh yeah, I think it's called Bygones. Cool. For a sergeant house, who I think. Right. The boss lady, Kathy Pella, I think her oh, house yeah. is burning down. Oh, man. You know, we got these bad, we got four fires out here now. Not here in Pedro, but SoCal. And I saw that. Yeah, and I, really saw, I think I saw Kathy post another uh, update that said her house, I think, is going to be fine. Because I did ah, see that. Yeah, cool. I saw that first update where she said she was about to watch her house burn down. and that, that <laughs> So fucked up. Man. So fucked up. Yeah. Because oh, we got big winds and it's dry. Yeah, man. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Pedro, we're close to the water. <laughs> so we're a little lucky that way. Um, yeah. Look, it's time for Brother Matt to bring us the spin cycle. Cool.
Thank you so much. Cool. What 
was it that made you do what you just did to us? Well, that last one was just a blind grab to fill in a couple more minutes. Um, but uh, I found a bunch of records. <laughs> I found a bunch of records that were... I don't know, they're in plain sight, but they had been missing for years. But uh, so, so that first one started, D. Boone inspired Flamenco with Spangle. Right. Rod Mendes Lopez. Yeah. So I taught D. Boone how to play guitar. Delicate Steve. Yeah. I remember the gig here a month ago at Pedro. And uh, your drummer man, Jeremy, had ear things. Uh, do you usually tour like that? Do you have uh, other uh, musics? We got some other musics going on. <clears throat> it's Delicate Steve. It's like the, um, seems like it's like the modern day Itano is to, uh, is to like load up the hard drive. Um, it went from a five piece band to a four piece and we had a guitar player leave the band and just go on to pursue other things other than music this summer and instead of replacing him um, some of my friends said you guys should just do it as a trio and you know put some tracks on there from the record and uh, I listened to my friends and gave that a shot and so that's kind of where we're at right now and um, you know it can make touring easier uh, just to be able to have less members and more room in the boat. <laughs> More room in the boat, for sure. How'd you guys hook up with that Growlers Pedro gig? What's that? How'd you hook up with that Pedro Growlers gig? Uh, the Growlers played this festival that Delicate Steve also played in Boise, Idaho, um, called Tree Fork Festival, um, which is a really cool festival that, uh, that a friend puts on every year there. And I, I really have a good time. Every year out there, um, and it's always a really fun lineup. And basically, I met those guys out there at the festival and met their manager, uh, Jared, and he saw Delicate Steve play and dug it and asked, um, asked me to stick around and check out the Growlers. And um, I dug that and after I got home from that tour, we spoke on the phone, and he asked me if I wanted to also join the Growlers and play guitar with those guys. Um, so I've been doing that for the past uh, six months or so. And then uh, when it came time to book this festival, he was like, "We gotta get Delicate Steve also on the bill." So I did. Uh, I did two two sets at the uh, or three actually, one with Delicate Steve and two with the Growlers at that festival. Oh, sweet. Wow, so you're, you're actually part of the band now. I am, yeah. Or at least the, uh, you know, touring party. Um, I think they're in a period where it's time to make a new record, and that's something I would really love to be uh, to be in on, so we'll just see if, uh, if that ends up happening or not. They're, they're actually Orange County guys, right? Yeah, originally, yeah. And I think they're all in L.A. now. They're... Uh, yeah, somebody once, uh, when I was invited, you know, I asked somebody, because uh, I didn't really know a lot about mm -hmm. him, and I was told, Beach Goth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a combo. That was neat. Is Beach Goth? I guess that was like the, uh, <laughs> you know, 
whatever you want to call it, grunge or something, the label that somebody put on their, their music, uh, and that wasn't them, you know, and then it stuck, and then, and then it, it's sort of, uh, I think all of their fans end up calling it, calling the music Beach Goth, and so they had, so this year it was called Festival Six, but before that, it was, the, their, their festival was called Beach Goth, I guess. Oh, oh wow, okay. Yeah, and Pedro Growler is a whole other meaning. <laughs> What's that? If Pedro Growler is like a big sorote, you got to really mess up. Okay. The guy, uh, the singer man, came up to me after I got done playing. Was really kind. Yeah, Brooks. Yeah, Brooks. Yeah, sweet guy. Yeah, he's a sweetheart. It's a good. It's a good band. It's a fun. It's fun to just get thrown in the mix of a whole other band that's been a band for ten years and you know has their whole thing and you get to just be a part of it and uh, yeah so it really yeah. was a connection mm. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you weren't just the opener you were <laughs> you were oh, sister yeah. <laughs> we're at the end of the second hour December 6, 2017 Dish Watford Pedro Show Old Time for Hour 3 December 6, 2017 it's the third hour of the Watford Pedro Show
Watt for Pedro show. We got the get some ambiance. Some ambiance. <laughs> the leaf blower, the push it over there strategy. Okay. We start the third hour off with uh, the ballad of Speck and Pebble. Something live from Delicate Steve, and he actually has an answer for what's the title mean question. Finally, finally, something that uh, is specific. Those were uh, those were my friend and I's adopted uh, trail names on the Appalachian Trail. We uh, we hiked from uh, Pennsylvania to New York. Through, through the whole New Jersey stretch uh, one summer. And um, I guess on the trail there, they, everybody gets a nickname, and you go by your nickname if you meet somebody else who's hiked in it. And for whatever reason, those were our nicknames. And uh, Which one were you? I think I was back, I think. That's a good question. I, it's been so long. It was like maybe eight years ago. But... Uh, <laughs> Kind of like yeah, a little... those, those were those were the uh, the trail names and we wrote that song together my friend Christian and I who was in the band for a while and, and uh, I don't know after we after we wrote it always it just reminded me of uh, some kind of uh, optimistic hiking music so that's why I called it that so it's like a little John Muir trip how long did that take? What's that? It was like a little John Muir type of trip. How long? How long did it take to do that hike? It it took about six days, maybe something like that. Cool. Um, and uh, yeah, man. Where's that? One? Remember that movie? Will Oldham's in. They go camping. You're asking the wrong guy. I'm like the le- I'm like the least movie guy. No, ever. but this guy. Uh, I think he's Louisville, right? Uh, uh, Billy Prince Bonnie. <laughs> Bonnie Prince Billy? Yes, yes, name like that. But his real name's Will Oldham. I did a gig with him once. He was wearing like John Deere hat and the cutoffs and Zorys. <laughs> I had like 10 guys on guitar. <laughs> it was hilarious. But I remember some movie he was in where he goes camping. It's the most strange. There's hardly any talking in this movie. Huh. Strange. Well, they need soundtrack music, uh, Speck and Pebble. Okay. <laughs> Along with that, we played Grandpa's Ghost out of St. Louis with Dandelions in my mind. Then uh, from Zagreb, Erotic Billion and his Heretics with Burnside Blues. I'll be. uh, Mr. Burnside. Yeah, 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 bitchin'. Hill Country. I'll be there in Zagreb in July. Oh, wow, you're going there. Yeah. Sweaty. (laughs) July. Fluffers Union, Rockabye Baby Seals. San Antonio. Moldoman, Balmore, Basement, Escape, Blues, The Dicks, originally from Austin, City, Decent and Clean, and finally Delicate Steve with Tatters. What was in Tatters? I don't know. Okay. That one, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's I just okay. thought, sometimes, you, you know, it's like, the word, the song title is the only kind of uh, creative uh, lyrical expression I have. So my songs, without having lyrics, don't have to be um, sure as specific as maybe a, a song title with, with, that's about that the lyrics are about a certain song. So I just sort of I don't know. I just get a vibe from the song, maybe while I'm working on it, or maybe it goes through a couple different cycles of names, and 
and then I, I I'm thinking about you know what I want people to feel when they're when they're listening to the music. So okay, let's see what they feel like with animals. Go and go time spin. We be the last. 
Bob from Pedro's show. Delicate Steve with animals. What's to say about animals? I mean, that one I was thinking about farm animals because I was recording upstate at my buddy's house, which, uh, you know, he's got a pretty cool setup and there's a little studio up there and some chickens and uh, some goats, I think he has. I don't even... I, I, and basically, as you're looking out the window, every now and then you'll see some chicken walk by, and, and I was making the song and playing the guitar, sort of how I thought. Uh, trying to mimic animal sounds. So, so that one is uh, also a pretty specific song title. Chicken picking. Uh, then uh, from um, Newcastle, Petrol Terriers with Man in Decline, Whale Oil. Out of Maine, move along in Western Medicine, also Portland, Maine, Lizard Defender. Then uh, here, SoCal Unit F with Direct Action Now, Kurt Stifle, The Swing Shift, Goodbye Laura, and Mailman, Little Debbie, SoCal, High Court. And then finally, Winners, Delicate Steve. Winners, are you winning? Are we winning? <laughs> That's a good question. That's that sort of vibe of that song was, uh, I don't know, I was trying, I got into the idea of uh, what it would be like to make something that's uh, maybe a little artificially happy, um, and uh, Some kind of I, don't know, I, was, I was thinking of bands like Ween, um, who sort of do a good job of juxtaposing these really bright sounding songs with a lot of darkness that's underneath there. Um, and, I don't know, just the idea of uh, what that means to be a winner and who's really winning, winning. And when you pass somebody on the street that, you know, maybe looks like they got it going on and then you pass the bum, I don't know. Drinking ginger uh, ale. Drinking ginger ale. Yeah, man. <laughs> you seem pretty happy. Yeah. That's a good point. That's interesting. What's your next plans, Delicate Steve? Well, playing a show uh, tonight uh, in Brooklyn. Um, And from there, doing some East Coast shows the rest of the year. And uh, next year, got some surprises maybe in store. Might be, uh, I'm just trying to keep busy, you know. Might be recording with the Growlers, right? What's that? You might be recording with the Growlers. Hope so. Yeah. Uh, where, where in Brooklyn? What's that? What's the pad called that you're playing tonight? It's called Elsewhere, and um, started by these guys that started this venue, Glasslands. Um, that used to be uh, one of the one of the cool spots to play in Williamsburg, um, and uh, you know put this area on the map in some kind of way. And that venue got shut down. You know, Vice bought the bought the building, bought the whole block. And um, luckily enough, before that even happened, they were already planning this newer space that was, uh, you know, less of a DIY thing and more more of a legitimate music venue. And um, so that finally opened in November of this year in Bushwick. And uh, yeah, so that'll be my first time checking it out. But I'm really excited because I think they did a really good job of this space. And 
they just know how to do it right. So, yeah. if if somebody younger came up to you for advice, what would you tell them? Oof, this is a musician. Wanted to get in this music racket shit. Oh man, I don't know. Find a way to do it without uh, without having any expectations because that's the only way you're gonna do it long enough to uh, you know see anything that you want to have happen that it's in your wildest dreams is you got to just find a way to uh, just be happy every day doing what it is and then over time you know maybe maybe you'll start to like uh, see some see some dreams come true but by that point it'll just feel uh, you know part of your reality it's hard to get from the dreams from the reality to the dreams but you got to just uh, be able to uh, not get not get down every day. That's some good stuff. Where yeah. can people find you on the internet? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, Delicate Steve, Instagram, and Facebook, and all that stuff, and Twitter. Um, I'm out there. Just delicate, just search Delicate Steve, Instagram slash Delicate Steve. See a bunch of pictures of my, my face. I just only post pictures of my face over the, over the past couple of years. I just figured... Instagram is a pretty weird and obnoxious thing, so why not just go full full force and just uh, post selfies all the time? So that's what I do. Like instant ham. Instagram. No, no instant ham. Oh, instant ham. Yeah. <laughs> Shitter, fake look, all that. <laughs> You're getting through. What's important is music does the talking. I want to thank you so much, Duncan Steve, for being with us today. Oh, uh, thanks for keep having on, me. Keep on, keep it on. You too. Okay, I will do. Brother Matt, thank you so much for your always essential aid in bed. Certainly a pleasure. People, it's been December 6, 2017. Whoop, jumping the gun there. <laughs> this is your Waffle Pedro show. Keep your powder dry.